Hi, thank you for clicking on this episode of the Digital Selling Secrets Podcast. This is part one of the interview with Anthony Vassar. Anthony's a longtime friend of mine, and he's done photography and video for, for professional sports teams, such as the Houston Dynamos. He also helps small businesses and large businesses with their digital marketing. And so we talk about those things, but we also talk about how to be scientific in your approach when you're, when you're doing digital marketing to constantly analyze and refine things to put the content out that your clients actually want to see. So if you're interested in using video for, to, to grow your business or just to get better in general at digital marketing, definitely tune into this episode. But the reality is we're human. And when we're on social media and we're only seeing the highlight reel, when something human pops up, something relatable, something vulnerable, that builds trust. Then what I have to do is offer them something that has a high enough perceived value to overcome their desire to not get pitched or spammed or bothered or annoyed. I have to go on a gut level first and foremost. What sells me? How do we take some of the repetitive, quote unquote, bureaucratic tasks out of the hands of the rep and automate those to free up time for them to spend selling? How can we create a place where it's positive, where there's nothing but motivation, education, and inspiration? And how can we do it consistently? Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining the Digital Selling Secrets podcast. On this podcast, we talk about sales, leadership, and digital transformation. And this morning, we have another very special guest. We have Anthony Vassar from Pretty Impressive Digital Marketing. We also have our co-host here, Dr. Jerry Manicaro. Thank you all for joining this morning. Hey, thanks, thanks Jerry. guys. I appreciate that being on the call. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if y'all have not heard of Anthony, Anthony's done some amazing film and photography uh, for some very big brands, and he's also involved in digital marketing and social media marketing, uh, but I don't want to steal his thunder. Uh, Anthony, would you mind sharing a little bit about your background? Sure. Not a problem, Gary. Uh, I appreciate being on the call. It's, uh, it's always good and fun to, to, to talk about the magic of how uh, marketing works. Uh, my pathway into it was kind of strange. I started off as, a, as an engineer, loved math, loved data but didn't love it well enough to uh, want to do it eight hours a day. So I transitioned myself over into photography and the marketing side of photography, right? You know, just product photography, uh, imagery, stuff that sells for businesses. Um, and that eventually slowly grew into video. Uh, and I wound up doing video and photos for pro sports. So like the Houston Dynamo, did, did some work with the Texans, some stuff with the Astros. Uh, Nike, Adidas, uh, Budweiser, you know, and that eventually just sort of cycled into oil and gas and medical, which is what Houston is known for. Uh, so I just started dancing around in that field for a while. And then my, uh, my clients started talking a lot more about how to successfully deploy their videos and how to successfully deploy their, their photography, because especially at the small business, when you have a small business owner, and some for the some some parts of its medium businesses as well, they think that great quality content is what's going to sell the product and great quality content like the image you see on an ad or the video that's an explainer or a tutorial is only one small part of the whole piece of the pie. You have to get that stuff in front of the right eyes. And once you get it, once you find the right eyes to put it in front of, then they evaluate how good it looks, how well it resonates with them, how well the imagery shows the uh, the lifestyle that they that the customer prospective customer wants to exhibit. 
And so I was producing all this great content, but it was not being seen by anybody. And I started helping my clients do that more, the strategy, the outreach, the ad management, the, uh, you know, pay per click, the display ads, the SEO. And eventually that became more of the dominant part of my world. And so now I actually cross across the whole content spectrum. You'd say I'm, I'm not vertically integrated, right? I vertically integrated up. Uh, so I started producing content, photos, videos, SEO, and now digital marketing. And so my agency kind of covers that entire spectrum. Uh, we do a lot of in-house stuff for our clients, but sometimes we still rely a lot on stock photos, stock video. There's a lot of beautiful stuff out there that you can, you can acquire in a click that's, that's less expensive than, than doing original content production. But boy, Facebook uh, customers love custom, unique uh, products product photos and product videos that clearly don't look like stock. Like there's stock has a look and people don't like that look of stock. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of fun. It, it's, it's really challenging to be involved in that whole spectrum of content production and then the distribution. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Gary. Anthony, I, I've got to say your journey sounds so interesting. <clears throat> the, and it reminds me of a guy, I'm sure all of us have heard of him, Mr. Wonderful over at Shark Tank. Now he says he says for any entrepreneur, there if you're trying to get into it, you have to start off. There are three top jobs that you could get into to help you get to that uh, through that journey. One is the first one is engineering. Second one is engineering. Third one is engineer. And and here you go, Anthony, with those three. But then Kevin O'Leary, what he did was when he went to college, he was actually very interested in getting um, uh, getting into film. And he produced films and he started doing that. And then that's what got him into software and eventually got him to where he is now. And it, and it really sounds like, and he was following his passion, but he was doing the same, at the same time doing work to help him, uh, help him make the money that he wanted. And you really sound like you're on that same journey, you know, the transfer, you started in something, you got a job, started making your money, but then you found your passion. But now that's developed into this agency which many of us are trying to do is, is to get on uh, and develop our own brand, our own system. And you're also, not only have you done that, but you're also helping others develop their own brand as well. I just found that uh, really amazing to hear. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a fun journey. I, I love watching Shark Tank. I think that's, that is easily my favorite show on TV. Um, you know, I, you're obviously watching a TV commercial, right? The, the entire time. That That's what it is. But the beauty of it is, you know, my wife and I will, will sometimes we'll pause it and like start debating ourselves over the value or the, the, the technology that they bring and the value to the customer. Would we buy it? Do we believe other people would buy it? Because it keeps you in that mindset of the persona because there's tons of stuff out there that I don't buy. You know, you're, you're slammed with thousands of advertisements a day, right? But you only buy like one thing. So is this a, an understanding from our perspective, right? As digital marketers, it's not about stuff that, that, that I buy. I'm not the customer. Half the time, the content that you write, the copy that you write is not for you. You got to write it for the person that you're targeting. And that's, it's always, it's always a fun game to stay into the, try, try to constantly stay in that mindset. Uh, but helping what's fun about what we do as all digital marketers is we're helping other entrepreneurs grow their business. You know, the, the foundation of my business is, you know, it's great to be successful and find more clients, but a hundred percent of my success is based on whether or not I can make you successful. And I think 
I get so intertwined and so closely paired up with the owners of these new businesses, uh, startups, uh, entrepreneurs, mom and pop shops, all the way up to like Fortune 100 companies that I'm working with. I'm so invested in their success that that I become so passionate about whether or not I can get that sale. And I feel the joy whenever a new customer walks in the door or, you know, whether it's somebody that I brought in or it's somebody that my channel helped just through omnipresent brings in, there's so much fun in that. Right. You know, and so part of that whole journey is, you know, you teach the small business owner, Hey, this is how marketing works. It's not just throw money at the TV. It's marketing works. Let's there's so much joy in it. And then there's the data and analysis and that's, like what you talked about. That's that's what uh, Kevin O'Leary is is focusing. I love data. I just get I just get so into like the Excel spreadsheet. I look at Facebook Ad Manager and I'm like, oh my god, I love these data, all this data and graphs. I want more. Uh, and I think that leads to the success because if you don't know that, if you don't know your numbers, he says that all the time on Shark Tank. If you don't know your numbers, you're not going to get anywhere. And it's the numbers and the analysis and the number on the business side that uh, for your clients. So it's kind of a, a fun little uh, a fun little dance for everything. Hey, Anthony, so, um, you know, I was looking at a book here recently. It, it's a, I think it's called the Marketing Agency Blueprint, and it was talking about how marketing has changed over the, you know, over the past 10 years where more of the, quote, traditional marketers are being um, pushed out a little bit by the up-and-coming um, marketers that are more nimble, faster, more innovative. Um, now, you started out um, – in the photography world and it's branched out. I know other marketers are started from different angles and it's branched out. So everybody has kind of their unique niche. Uh, just to put things in context, would you mind sharing on, on the photography side, you, you've worked with some big brands around in, in that, uh, that's that space. Uh, you mind sharing some of the companies you've worked with just so those listening kind of have some perspective and context. Sure. Uh, my primary photography when I first got started was with uh, in pro sports. So I was doing in-house uh, content production for Houston Dynamo. Uh, I was doing some contract stuff with uh, the Texans and the Astros and stuff here here in Houston. Uh, and then uh, Budweiser, Adidas, Nike, uh, Texas Medical Center, um, Texas A&M uh, did a lot of their photography. Rice University, uh, like in the athletic department, um, I was taking all of their like portrait stuff, how they sell uh, season tickets, all of the marketing materials. I was supporting the marketing departments within the other, like the athletic department. And I always, I, I mean, I was shooting sports, like on, 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 I go to an NFL game and I'm shooting pictures of the, 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 the players, like doing their thing or whatever. Um, but I never perceived it that way. I perceived it as I'm gen I need to take a photo that will lead to a season ticket sale. That's right. different than a great photo of a tackle. And that's what sort of distinguished my approach as a photographer from others. Because uh, I'm not a great like sports photographer, like a game action, like Sports Illustrated kind of guy. I've gotten some stuff running in Sports Illustrated, but I worked with the marketing departments because my goal was to help them make sales. Um, and the timeliness or the, 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 that type of philosophy is timely, or it, it, I'd say it changes. It's evolved. Um, there's some timeless part of it. There's some evolution, right? You know, Instagram didn't exist when I started. Um, YouTube was the social media channel. Uh, so you would produce stuff in a certain way. But as Instagram came over, the, the needs of photography changed. You know, professional photographers are now shooting pictures to look like cell phone selfies. But they're using all the technology that they've got, studios, lights, I don't know, whatever, 
to make it look like the expectation that the customer has on Instagram. Uh, so evolving with what the customer needs across social, different social platforms is absolutely crucial. And that's, that's part of the evolution and part of, of course, understanding your, your target market. So I, thanks for sharing that, Anthony. And that kind of ties to my next question. So a lot of marketers out there when they first are not marketers, a lot of businesses, small businesses, when they first start out, they, they don't have the budget for a production grade, uh, photography they're using their phones at, and of course there's some great videos that you, i mean you got 4k uh, uh video on your phones and um you got the filmic pro app that you can put on there um mm -hmm. so there's some there's some pretty cool things you can do with your phone and, and it's a great way to start out but at what point do you think is there certain types of content or certain at a certain point in a business small business owner's journey where they need to transition to a little bit more um, robust and professional level of photography for their social media and marketing needs? Well, I'd say it always depends, right? And uh, as any good pay-per-click SEO kind of guy says, you got to test it, right? You got to test it. Let's just put them both out there. Go put out a selfie, cell phone, your 8K Galaxy, whatever. I can't believe they film in that, but go put one of those out there and then go put out a high quality stock photo, right? That you can go buy for 30 bucks or uh, something off of uh, some stock video, or whatever, and test it and see. Because ultimately, whatever you think is good may not be what resonates with a customer. Now that said, um, every business goes through that growth cycle where they need high quality photos, but I be, I personally believe that is really deep into the funnel. That's when you need uh, custom, custom imagery or custom content related to your specific product. Everything else at the high level, it's, I'd say I call it like lifestyle or whatever. If you're a, a restaurant or you're selling food, it doesn't even matter what it is. You, you, you make a new coffee mug or a, a, a whatever, right? Um, and you just want to show people enjoying life and your, and your tagline is like, you know, and enjoy life out at a restaurant because of whatever. And you're selling not to like consumers, you're selling to distribution centers. Cause that, that's my market, right? This is B2B. Uh, but you sell to like a, a distribution warehouse or whatever, a restaurant supply store. You don't need custom photos of that. You, you show like people enjoying your product or whatever. As they get deeper into the funnel and you do your retargeting or you go to your sales deck and you need all these other things, that's when you need the actual photos of the products that do the technical callouts. Uh, but at the high level, uh, where a lot of digital marketing exists, when you do that cold touch, uh, when you say, hey, you know, we're, we really identify with you, um, keep it, keep it kind of simple. Uh, stock, stock imagery works really well. Um, and I'm, it's actually funny, I really enjoy these, this quarantine times because everybody is going to webinars. Um, everybody's going to the quality that we see here. And I'm sure anybody who's watched TV recently has seen Sprint on TV or uh, AT&T. Um, I think I've seen Ford and Xfinity, Comcast. These are multi-billion dollar companies. I think they've got a little bit of ad budget, but their recent TV commercials are all cell phone selfies, people just holding up their phones and they're just running it straight off of the cam. It's the CEO up there of AT&T, a guy who's making a lot of money, probably got a budget to, uh, to film with like, I don't know, an old DSLR at least, right? Putting out a national bill or million dollar ad campaign with shot vertically on a widescreen TV with a webcam. 
Um, it's, it's an interesting take, but it shows kind of what I was just saying. These are times where high quality production potentially may not resonate as well. So the customers may not feel that sort of connection and they go that way. Um, but it's sort of also a necessity of the time, you know? So it's, it's really interesting. There's both sides to it. I love, I, of course, I want everybody to take high quality photos because then they hire me, but high quality photos, high quality original content, very expensive, very expensive to get it to look right. Yeah. And go ahead, Jerry. So this is really curious what you're saying right now, especially because, you know, with the, with digital technology, the, the whole sales funnel where you start from marketing, getting down to the actual sale is starting to get extremely blurred and trying to figure out where does one start and where does one end? You know, you were talking about the, the AT&T CEO shooting off of a, a cell phone. You know, at that point, he's actually pitching to you right now that, hey, even I'm using it and that's a sale. So how do you advise your clients or how do you even how do you even leverage that digital technology to get the sale? 